Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, let's do it with grace. This week, I need a lot of grace from everyone. Prayers and grace, please. Well, welcome, Power Partners, to our informational playground. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. It's brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. And we are coming to you live, as we always do, every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel, where we will help you seed, stimulate, and support space for positive meaningful conversations. We know that you have a dream and we want to help your dreams come true. We can wish upon a star, but hey, let's get to that star and let's be the writers, producers, directors, and the stars of our own lives. I am your host, Cynthia Bryan, and I will be with you this entire hour. Today's show is going to be extremely helpful, I hope, for all of us. In segment one, we're going to be talking about homeowners insurance because we always uh, gripe about how expensive renter's insurance or homeowner's insurance is until we really need it. And then when we do, we're like, oh my gosh, I am so glad that we have it. So uh, you'll find out how you can protect yourself and your investment in segment one. And then in our second segment, As a certified California interior designer for over two decades and a member of ASID, I've learned a few tricks to update a home on a budget. So we're going to discover some ways that you can make your residence look fresh and new and current with some, you know, do-it-yourself tricks that cost very little. And then finally in segment three... When is enough enough? You know, we set goals for ourselves. We decide on this monetary mountain we're going to climb. And then when we get there, all of a sudden we look around and we go, all right, is this all there is? We want more. So sometimes we just have to take a deep breath and realize that enough is really a great place to be. So we'll be there in segment three. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity, always empowering women, families, and youth through increased literacy, improved positive media messages, and tools for living. Right now, we are working on hurricane and disaster relief. As we know, there have been many disasters in the last couple of weeks 
hurricanes, fires, earthquakes, and Be The Star You Are wants to help with resources. If you'd like to be generous, please go to bethestarur.org, make a tax-deductible contribution. You can do it via PayPal and get an instant tax receipt, or you can find information on how you can send a check. This is from Oprah Winfrey. If you look at what you have in life, you'll always want more. If you look at what you don't have in life, you'll never have enough. So again, if you look at what you have in life, you'll always have more. And if you look at what you don't have in life, you'll never have enough. And then I have another one from Will Rogers that I liked. Too many people spend money they haven't earned to buy things they don't want to impress people they don't like. (laughs) And I thought that's a really good one. I think what it's trying to say is that we can all get along with less. And sometimes less really is more. I know a lot of people believe that more is more. (laughs) But sometimes when you get rid of so much of the extra baggage that we're carrying around, then you go, wow, this feels really good. I feel light and airy. Well, let's talk about renter's insurance or homeowner's insurance. You know, few homeowners or renters fully understand their insurance policy. These policies are written in such dense legalese, and many of the policyholders don't even try to wade through it. As a result, many people are mistaken about their rights when they're dealing with insurers, and they're unaware of the gaps in their coverage, some of which could cause financial ruin to them. So this problem is growing worse because insurers have made crucial changes to policies that may escape the notice of customers. And there are some potentially costly insurance myths. I want to go over this uh, topic today mainly because of the many disasters that have befallen our nation and countries around us in the Caribbean and Mexico in these last few weeks, as well as other places in the world, but specifically here for the United States and and North America, where uh, the homeowners insurance, this is what I will be talking about in renters insurance here. The first myth is that if my home or my property is destroyed, my insurance is going to pay what it costs to rebuild. Well, prior to Hurricane Andrew, which devastated the coastal Florida in 1992, most policies provided guaranteed replacement cost coverage, and that uh, financed reconstruction, whatever it would cost. But this guarantee is no longer included in the vast majority of policies. So these days, most policies cover only up to the dollar figure specifically listed as the coverage amount or perhaps occasionally a bit more. And speaking to that particular problem, this past year when um, Heather's San Diego uh, property had a flood in it, I thought there would be some replacement costs, but that was not the way it was. It was a specific, it was a, a renter's policy that had a specific amount of coverage to it. So there was a mistake that I made. So just remember to look carefully. An example, state farm policies typically will cover up to 20% above that amount, but homeowners who are aware of this change tend to assume that they're safe as as long as the coverage amount listed in their policy is in line with the typical cost of rebuilding a home or uh, rebuilding, you know, whatever they lost as renters. But unfortunately, 
because of this phenomenon called demand surge, that might not be sufficient if your home or property is destroyed in any kind of major disaster. When many homes in an area require repairs, the cost of building supplies and labor tend to skyrocket, sometimes more than 50%. Now, we're seeing that right now with a devastation that was caused by Hurricane uh, Harvey as well as Hurricane Irma. And we're seeing that the cost of uh, reparation and rebuilding is going to be astronomical, which is not going to be covered by insurance. And people who did not have flood insurance are not going to be covered at all. So even if you're not in a floodplain, you do have to look at your insurance very carefully. Insurers have also eliminated the building code coverage from a lot of policies. And what that means is when a home is more than 50% destroyed, it must be rebuilt according to current building codes, not the codes that were in effect when that home was originally constructed. Now, without building code coverage, a policy will not pay any added costs involved with upgrading to stricter codes. Now, that can be so expensive because the codes have become very, very strict. I'm always taking classes on the new codes and the new titles that are implemented, and it's just mind-boggling to keep track of it. So what do you do? Ask your insurer whether it offers a demand surge rider. Now, that's especially if your home is in an area where there are hurricanes or wildfires and or floods. And these are disasters that most often cause the sharp spikes in building costs. And we're seeing that right now. You can also ask your town office whether any building code changes have taken effect since your home was built. And that would make it much pricier to rebuild the home today. And if so, ask your insurer if it offers a code coverage writer. Now, uh, if your home, you know, is built like in the 1920s or earlier, some people, especially on the East Coast, they have historic homes. You really have to have these kind of coverage because there's no way, you know, a house that was built for $1,000 is definitely not going to be up to code. And that particular house, depending what state is in, could cost, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. The next myth is homeowners must hire a contractor willing to do repairs for the amount the insurer says it will cover. Now, your insurer says the repair can be done for a certain amount, but the contractor you want to use says it'll cost more. Policyholders often assume that their only option is to work with the low-cost contractor recommended by the insurer or to hire a lawyer and take the insurer to court, which is very expensive, and it's an uncertain proposition, and you want to avoid that because guess what? Who has more money? The insurance company or you, they will hire uh, attorneys that can far, far outdo you. So you do not want to do that. However, it is uh, possible to convince an insurer to pay the amount a contractor wants without resorting to lawyers. So what to do is contact your insurer's claim department, explain that your contractor is quoting a higher figure, ask to have this amount covered. If the insurer refuses, ask to speak to a claims department manager. Repeat the request. If the answer is still no, call your contractor. Ask if he or she can contact the insurer on your behalf. 
veteran contractors have experience negotiating with insurers. Now, meanwhile, keep careful notes whenever you speak to your insurer's adjuster. Other than insurance company employees, your contractor and anyone else involved, always keep notes. And if your contractor cannot work things out for you, mail a letter to the claims department manager explaining unemotionally why you don't believe you're being traded fairly. Include a detailed record of what you believe to be the missteps by the insurer, such as dramatically underestimating um, the cost of what you believe, you know, or what the specific building supplies, or even times the adjuster missed appointments. Insurance executives often back down when they receive letters that show the policyholder is too savvy to be pushed around. The next myth. Homeowners insurance protects against losses from most types of disasters except for floods and earthquakes. Homeowners who live in or near a flood zone or an earthquake-prone zone area generally are aware that they are not financially protected against these types of disasters unless they pay extra for flood insurance or an earthquake rider. And they may be aware that insurance doesn't protect against such unlikely, you know, catastrophic um, things such as a nuclear explosion or war. But many homeowners are unaware that damage caused by other, more mundane types of disasters like a mudslide, a landslide, a sinkhole, or a riot which that could be germane to urban areas, they're excluded as well. So what can you do? Many insurers offer sinkhole, landslide, mudslide, and riot riders for an added charge. It's usually a dollar per $100 of coverage. And yes, it can get expensive. For example, uh, we are, I am, I'm not on a fault line where I live, but, you know, I'm in Northern California. This is earthquake country. We haven't had a major catastrophic earthquake since the Loma Prieta of 1989. I need to get a, um, a generator because I think that we're probably due again. But in the last one, we had no damage here. But getting an earthquake policy is extremely expensive. And when you read it, the, the, um, the deductible is so high, something like $50,000, that, you know, after you've paid an additional amount every year, it's just better to put some money away in case. So I don't have earthquake insurance. However, if I was right on a fault line, I think it would probably be worth it. Myth. My homeowner's insurance will pay the bills if someone is injured on my property. Got to look at that one carefully because that's a not always. There are some very big gaps in the liability component of a homeowner's insurance policy. Your policy does not cover injuries to members of your own household, for example. Policies generally don't cover injuries to people who visit your property for any business purpose either. And policies increasingly exclude injuries related to trampolines, treehouses, zip lines, and some insurers won't even cover homeowners who have these things at all. I know when my kids were young, we had a trampoline because our daughter was a gymnast. And the kids would come over, and I had to have a legally uh, drawn, um, what would you call it? It was a form that parents had to sign, and no child could jump on the trampoline unless the parents had signed off. It was like a writer saying that they took full responsibility for what would happen. 
on the trampoline. We had a friend who had a trampoline and, you know, a friend jumped on it and went flying off and broke an arm and a leg. So that could be, it could be more dangerous than that. Of course, other potential backyard hazards include swimming pools, hot tubs, and any climbing structure. And those are usually covered, but they have to be disclosed to the insurance company because you have to pay a higher premium to have those. Now, what you can do, if you have a home business, if you can purchase a commercial liability coverage, or you can add a home business writer to your homeowner's or renter's insurance policy. And this is especially important if clients, employees, or delivery people visit the property for business readings, uh, reasons. Now, adding a writer to an existing homeowner's insurance policy usually is less expensive option, but sometimes those writers have low coverage limits. But, you know, sometimes you can get a million-dollar writer to your policy for less than maybe $150 and that's uh, uh, annually, and that's really worth it. If you intend to rent out your home, you want to contact your insurer to make sure you have liability protection that extends to paying guests. And if not, you could rent out the property through a service like, you know, Airbnb, because uh, they provide liability protection to property owners or, or and or you could purchase coverage specifically for rental properties from a company. So that might be a good thing to do. So, again, if you are a homeowner, you want to protect yourself. Another myth. Since I never bothered to make a record of my possessions, now that I've had a fire, there's no way for me to get compensated for all the things I lost. Well, certainly it is wise to document your possessions before you ever have a fire or a burglary or a flood or any disaster. It is much less likely that you would be able to obtain the full amount you're entitled to for your lost property if you can't remember everything you lost or you can't document and prove what you lost to the insurance company because it opens the door for questioning your claim. The easiest way to document your possessions is to walk through every room of your home with your digital camera or your smartphone and make a video. And But all is not necessarily lost if you neglected to do this before a a big loss. But that is a big thing. Now, I will say when we had our flood a couple of years ago and we're dealing with homeowners for the very first time in all the years since uh, we've been buying insurance, um, the the insurance company didn't, you know, they did not want to agree that some of the possessions were of the value that I claimed. But because I had photos and for some things, I still had receipts. So it, it helped a lot and they were able to give me replacement value. But having those photos is absolutely critical. Now, what to do? If you have extensive damage to your home, Go through your digital snapshots and videos you've taken in your home and upload to um, or, or anything that you've had uploaded to social media or whatever or, or anything you've shared with family members. Just make sure, make sure that everything is backed up to the cloud or to an external drive and then ask family and friends who have come to your house or parties to forward any pictures or videos they may have and then you can give those to your insurance company. So hopefully this will help you very much in case you have a loss. I hope you never do. And for those people who have been in a disaster zone already or who are trying to reclaim 
what they lost through any of uh, the recent calamities that have struck. Hopefully, this information will be helpful. And you can always find more information by calling, of course, if you have an insurance broker, uh, that would be extremely helpful. But the most important thing is to document and just to know that although we all hate paying for insurance, that if you have a good insurance company, when you do have a claim or a disaster, they will be there for you. And their goal is to make you whole. And those are the magic words, to make you whole. So you're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Well, when we come back from break, we're going to talk about some hope upgrades that you could possibly do yourself. Get a little bit more upscale without too much cost to yourself. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are, coming to you live, Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. We'll be back in a bit, so stay with us. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAE639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save $20 today with coupon code VAE639 at Freshly.com. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. 
Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out to me. Well, when you are redoing your house or updating your house, it kind of is like show business. I mean, do you ever watch a movie or a television show and uh, focus in on the decorating or the design of the rooms and go, wow, I just remember when I was working many years ago on um, the Academy Award winning movie, Heaven Can Wait, we shot at Fuloli Mansion. And it was so spectacular. This was a movie directed by Warren Beatty and Buck Henry, and uh, both of them starred in it with Julie Christie. You know, it was just it was it was really um, quite quite the great movie. But anyway, the design that these set designers had done in this mansion were so spectacular. Of course, the mansion itself had the bones, and it was already great, but. The way that they had to make it look on just like, just kind of nothing was amazing. And I always said to myself, uh, and this was in the days before I was actually doing design, I always said, oh gosh, if I ever build a house, I'd want a set designer. So then I decided to get into design and learn how to do all this stuff. So you can do upscale home upgrades to your home that uh, tend to come, you know, in very high-priced tags, you know, price market tags, or you can do a home project that can really bring a sense of class and distinction to your home for, you know, $1,000 or less, sometimes much, much, much less. And these upgrades won't just impress yourself and your guests and make your house feel more appealing and a great place to live, but they could also attract buyers when it is time to sell. I know that as a designer, I used to do a lot of staging for houses when they were getting ready to go on the market. And I'll never forget one house in particular that I did. We went through, and I think it cost us about $2,000 to kind of just get it in upgraded saleable mode. But it brought in an extra $45,000 to the buyer because we just made it look so fresh and so good. And, you know, by just giving curb appeal to the front garden and adding adding some interesting things on the patio and cleaning everything up with paint or whatever. So I want to just give you some inexpensive ways to make your home appear more upscale inside without spending the big, big bucks. Well, first of all, paint. The cheapest thing that you can do to change the look of your house is to use paint. Now, yes, you can do the paint job yourself, but I would caution you, make sure you're really good at doing it uh, because if you do a sloppy job, it's going to be worse. I know (laughs) when I was recently um, helping somebody in looking at purchasing a house, the people who were selling the house had tried to go through and paint stuff on their own. They did such a bad job that it ended up becoming a bargaining chip that, you know, the house had to be repainted. It was just so awful. Splotches everywhere and, you know, they obviously didn't mix things good. So sometimes it's just better to hire a professional. I'm really big on hire the best people you can and let it go at that, unless you're good at it. You know, if you're good at it, it's a whole different story. But paint is really important. And use a good quality paint. You don't want to buy the cheapest paint out there, especially if you're going to be in a place that you're going to stay in. In a bathroom, you want to use a paint that you're going to be able 
to scrub that you know will not get mildewy, etc. I particularly like Sherwin Williams. I like Kelly Moore, and I love Benjamin Moore paints. I mean, and there are other good paints out there, but those three brands have been always really, really terrific for me. So, uh, paint is number one. The next thing that I love more than anything is crown molding. If you install crown molding, it's a decorative strip. It's traditionally made from plaster or wood. It runs along the tops of interior walls, and it just creates this gorgeous visual transition between the wall and the ceiling. It adds a design detail. It makes a home feel much more upscale. It can also hide any uh, drywall imperfections where walls and ceilings meet. It also is a great place to have a differentiation in colors. Like I'm big, I know a lot of people just really like white ceilings. I don't happen to be one of those. I really am big on ceilings that are distinctive. So one way that I've always made a distinctive ceiling, if I can't have have uh, a raised ceiling or I can't have any interesting angles, is um, what I do is I I put in it. I put in on the wall, on the ceilings, I paint them a color. Now, sometimes I will just use half of the color of the wall. Or other times I will use a completely different color. Like in my family room, after I visited Bermuda and saw the gorgeous water and uh, the sky and the rooftops of of the limestone in Bermuda with peach colored walls and they all had these porches that had this aqua blue. I painted my ceiling aqua blue and it's just fabulous. Everybody loves it. And then I put white, I put white crown molding around it. And, you know, usually when you do a white crown molding, it just absolutely pops out. So that is something that you can do that um, will really be a good upscale treatment and I think again you'd be surprised it's not that expensive now the trouble usually with doing upscale home upgrades to your home is that you know they can be a little bit too expensive for you but if you hire somebody who you really trust who is good at doing it um, you will be happy with the results obviously but sometimes that could be costly so you might just hire a carpenter or someone you know who's not an actual specialist in that particular thing to install your wood molding or to do something. They're going to be less expensive. Now, you can buy preformed moldings that are made from fiberboard, but I will warn you, those are very heavy, and they're more difficult to install as well. But there is a fourth option. There is a, um, a polystyrene foam, foam moldings that can be glued into place. And unlike wood moldings, these don't expand or contract with changes in temperature. So you're not going to get cracks or gaps, and they're not going to develop over time. And unlike the fiberborn moldings, they're not difficult to install. I know that when I did, um, I did plaster medallions in my kitchen, and in the dining room that are really, really pretty. And then I hand-painted them. And then these plaster medallions were attached to the ceiling. Interesting now, it's really hard to even find a plaster medallion unless you go to a, a plaster shop that specializes in them. Now, if you go to any of, you know, any of the big box stores or, or even, um, you know, what do you call it, home improvement stores, you find these 
styrofoam kind of moldings or plastic moldings that you just stick on the ceiling and they actually work. And they are sturdy. They're very easy to install. They can be lightly sanded. They can be painted. And uh, they really turn out to be really pretty. So cost estimate. Expect to pay about $2 per linear foot, but that's less than $200 for a 20 by 20 foot room, and not too many people have a 20 by 20 foot room. If you opt for a professional installation, it might add another couple hundred dollars per room to your bottom line, but it depends on the amount of molding and the local labor rates that you have in your area. You can also add some embellishments. There are corners that you could put in. There's all kinds of like these dental moldings they're called. So check it out because it's really fun. The other thing that really makes a house look beautiful is to expand the trim around both interior window frames and exterior window frames. It makes your your house look grander and your homes look grander. Windows are the single most important feature in a typical room. Our eyes are drawn to them. And the easiest and least expensive way to make windows appear more upscale and impressive from the inside is to expand the trim around them. Now, it's the same goes for outside. Sometimes you'll see a really pretty house from the street, and then you walk along be- around the back, and the sides in the back were left completely bare of any moldings or any trim. And that's just so sad. It's just like, you know, it's like the builder just got really cheap. So consider adding that again. By adding that back band, you know, a three-quarter to one-and-a-quarter inch strip of wood, it's nailed in place around the outer perimeter of the existing window trim. And then you can paint paint it to match the other trim, or you can paint it to match your house however you want. I kind of like contrasting. Now, if you're willing to tackle a larger uh, project, you could remove the existing window trim and replace it with something more substantial. And that will look even better, and it'll save the effort of searching for backband that'll work with the existing trim. Uh, if you want to improve your home's curb appeal, upgrading the trim around the exterior windows is definitely worth considering. So think about that. Now, your cost estimate. Backband molding made of a paint-grade wood, such as poplar, that's for interior use. Um, you could use pine for exterior that's typically going to cost a dollar to two dollars per linear foot, and you have to factor in the price of paint and finish nails, of course. And the project could cost probably about fifty dollars per window. So obviously, if you have a lot of windows, that could be more costly. But if you're just doing a few windows, it's just so worth doing, in my opinion. A related project, you can expand your window dressings. You can, and this one to me is the easiest thing to do. Is uh, if you if you're in an area that you need a window covering. I mean, if you don't want window coverings, then it's really better to do these moldings. But if you need a window covering, one of the smartest things you could do is purchase curtain rods that are ex- going to extend six to 18 inches beyond the edges of your windows on each side. And then you install those rods at least four inches above the tops of the window. And ideally, you go all the way to the ceiling or the crown molding. And then you purchase curtains that will extend all the way from the top of the rod to the floor. You could just touch the floor. Don't stop a few inches above it. That looks like you are just, you know, making a mistake. 
or you can actually have a, a little puddle at the bottom. We call it puddling, and that makes the windows look really grand. So it can take a modest window and make it a grand window. The next thing is you could upgrade the interior door. So often in houses, even high-end houses, they put cheapo doors inside. You know, these they're not they're not solid and they just look yucky. So high-end homes don't just look more upscale than other homes. They also feel more upscale because their components are solid and they're substantial to the touch. When you shut a door, you really shut it. One simple way to make a conventional home feel more solid and substantial is to replace those hollow core wood interior doors with just a solid core wood door. This works because doors are among the parts of the home that are handled the most frequently by homeowners and by guests. And then when doors open with some weightlessness and close with that subtle thunk, the whole house just feels, you know, feels better. It feels more upscale. Also, solid core doors keep out noise better than hollow core doors do. And another um, thought about this, well, first I should give you a price maybe. A solid core wood interior door, they could be found for around $200 a piece. Of course, it depends whether you're getting Bible doors or what it is. But, you know, that's not that expensive. One way to control the cost of the project is to upgrade just the doors that you and your guests use the most often, such as the guest bathroom, your master bedroom doors. And um, another thought of this is, and this is what I did for my home office, and I love it, is you could go to antique or salvage yards and find a vintage doors, which are normally solid. So some of the, you know, they're solid oak, or they might be some other solid wood, and they're already beautiful. I have an absolutely stunning door in my office that has beveled glass in it. It is from the um, 1900s, the late 1900s, and it was a solid door that I found at a salvage yard. So that's just one idea. Now, another related project, if you don't want to do the doors, is you could just upgrade the doorknobs. So select new knobs based on their solid feel, not just their appealing looks. You can get a really good quality doorknob for about $30. And again, you're looking for something with lasting quality. You're not looking for inexpensive. You're looking for quality. Think about how many times your hands touch that doorknob. So your doorknob should get a patina after a while. So it should, you know, it should really, it should shine. It should be something that is um, very pretty to look at. The next thing is to transform your entryway from a clutter receptacle into something that is visually pleasing and greeting. In many homes, entryways become like the ad hoc storage area. You, you know, you take off your shoes. Like we don't wear shoes in the house, so we have a sign, no shoes in the house. But we'll have a receptacle outside a basket where people can put their shoes and then a basket that I have of socks and slippers if you would like to do that. But in my entryway, it's totally clean. You don't want to have your shoes and umbrellas all lined up near the front door. And so often people have their keys, their mail, you know, all of that other stuff that is there as well. And we don't want that. Uh, you Clutter is inelegant, especially, especially as a first impression. 
Your home instantly is going to seem more upscale if you remove all the clutter that can be seen from the entryway. So if necessary, purchase uh, closet organizing products to make it easier to stow entryway clutter in the hall closet and or an elegant understated cabinet or a small table for the entryway featuring drawers to hide your small things, including your keys, your mail, you know, maybe... um, your clickers, garage door openers, any of that. So that's what I have done is I have a very, very pretty console with a mirror above it. It has drawers and in it's where we keep the car keys and, um, uh, you know, anything that we need that would be at the front door. So that's something that is great. You just don't want all that junk in the front. Unless you have a mudroom. A lot of, like if you live in Lake Tahoe, you might have a mudroom where you come in and you hang your jackets and, you know, you take off your boots and you put all that stuff. And then you enter the house. So that could be something, you know, something else. But use the surface of the cabinet or table to place something that's really beautiful, a, a vase containing fresh flowers or put an orchid. And I always like to have a lamp. And I really like having a chair by the front door so you could sit down, remove your shoes and not have to be like hopping on one foot. So those are just a few of the things that you can do to really enhance and make your house look a bit upscale without spending too much money. So take one or more of these tips and implement them into your design scheme and people will think that you've hired a designer. You can say yes. Cynthia Bryan came to my aid, and it didn't cost you a cent. You are listening to Cynthia Bryan on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This show is brought to you by Be the Star You Are Charity, where our teams are packing boxes of resources to send to the disaster areas. Please join us in our efforts to help those in need. Visit Be the Star You Are And stay with me because when we come back from break, we're going to find out when enough is enough. Change your world, change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Just as there's an 80-20 rule in almost everything in life, there's an 80-20 rule in business that says 20% of your customers provide 80% of your business. So what happens if one of your big clients defects to the other side? First, step in to find out why they left. Ask for a meeting and listen to what they say. Take lots of notes and don't be defensive. Then ask them what you could do in order to get their business back. If it seems doable, act on it immediately and reclaim them as a client. Of course, if their request is outrageous, thank them for their time and tell them that you will get back to them with a counteroffer. If they're still unhappy, thank them once again and let them know the door is always open. Who knows, maybe they will find out for themselves that the grass isn't always greener and they'll come back on their own accord. Make sure you make them feel welcome. You are the star of your own performance. Turn your passion into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. 
That's Cynthia Brian, Brian with an I, dot com, or 925-377-7827. Be the star you are, the star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556, bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Life is complicated and sometimes we all need a little help, but don't have the time for a full hour-long session or don't know who to turn to. That's where BetterHelp comes into play. With BetterHelp, I can get matched with one of over 2,500 licensed and approved counselors and therapists and get help anytime, anywhere, totally private. For a flat weekly fee starting at $35, I can connect with my counselor via text, chat, video conference, or phone, which is great for me because I'm always on the go. And I can go back to previous sessions whenever I want through my secure account from anywhere in the world. It's a great feeling to know that help is there, affordable, private, and convenient to my schedule. We can all use a little help. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash empowerment and register for free. Try it for seven days without being charged on your credit card and get matched with a licensed counselor usually within 24 hours. Get better help today at betterhelp.com forward slash empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out to me. Well, as I said at the top of the hour in our Miracle Moment for today, brought to you by Be the Star You Are Charity, I loved Will Rogers' quote, too many people spend money they haven't earned to buy things they don't want to impress people they don't like. I really had to think about that because when I think, look out, you know, I don't know if any of you have ever had a day where you're not working that nine to five shift or whatever your hours are and you go into downtown or you go to a shopping mall and it is packed with people and you think to yourself, does anybody work anymore or does anybody, you know, what are they spending all this on? Why are people shopping, 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 shopping? Well, I know that's what drives our economy, but so many people, I think, just buy things to buy things. Wherever we look, we are constantly being fed the idea that we need more stuff. We have 24-hour television channels that are devoted entirely to enticing us to buy more and more items. We don't really need And every single commercial break is an opportunity to sell to a captive audience. That's the one thing I really love about having a DVR where you can record something and fast forward through those commercials so you don't have to watch it. And I shouldn't say that because I actually make part of my living by doing television commercials, except I really 
hate them, and I hate that we have to be constantly selling to people. So for those who don't watch television, the Internet is always open. It's 24-7, and it's perpetually stocked with anything a person can imagine. I know people who are on the Internet just constantly, and they are buying constantly. Now, I want to give a plug. If you are going to buy, please do it through Amazon, through uh, Smile, Amazon Smile. And if you go to Amazon Smile, you can type in Be The Star You Are. And that is a painless way for you to donate because they only give like 0.05%. But hey, you know, 0.05 cents on every dollar, it adds up. So that's a plug, but try to do it that way. Or there's Giving Assistant or there's many other places. So if you use some of these charitable places, it doesn't cost you a penny more. You can still use your coupons and all that stuff and your discounts, but a portion goes to Be The Star You Are. And if you look on our website, we list all our different partners that do that. So shop away, but give, give to charity too. So, the other thing is magazines. They flaunt the latest gadgets, cars, clothes, makeup, and anything else that they're paid to advertise. I was, I'm not going to give the name of the magazines, but I try to peruse several magazines a week to see what's happening in the world and what other topics that you, uh, my listeners, might be interested in. And it is crazy. I would say sometimes the first 50 pages of a magazine are nothing but ads. It's just like I flip, I flip, I flip, I flip. And so there are, there's less and less stories and less and less news and less and less things that I find valuable, but more and more advertisements. And then it's called social media. So-called influencers aim to sway the way we live. And we're constantly encouraged to be Olympic level consumers. The average American household has $5,700 in credit card debt. That is a lot of moolah. If we exclude those who pay their credit card off in full every month, the average debt, listen to this, it skyrockets to $16,048. So I pay my credit card off in full every month. So I'm not one of those people that carries a credit card debt. But that means because I do, somebody else has an average debt of $16,000. This is ridiculous. Our closets and our homes, they're overflowing with items that perhaps we purchased to make ourselves feel more connected to the world that is portrayed to us in the magazines and on television and on the internet. And then some purchases are necessary, of course. And of course, it's nice to treat ourselves once in a while. But we got to realize that material possessions are not the path to happiness. They may serve as a distraction to avoid truly connecting with people in our lives, but they're not. I always loved what Dennis Waitley said. It was like, give your kids roots and wings, not stuff and things. So I kind of live by that motto as much as possible and try not to be such a consumer. And I try to be a savvy consumer, buying things that are necessary. And, you know, that make me think. So here are a few things to ask yourself before you make your next purchase. Number one, Do I truly need this item or do I just want it? It's important to distinguish between items that are considered life essentials versus luxury items. Now, life essentials are clothing, food, rent, any any item that is really essential for living. You know, you have to have your electricity. You have to have your your, um, 
your water turned on, right? You have to have shoes, but do you need 100 pairs of shoes? So <laughs> we can satisfy our desire, but maybe, you know, we don't need to have that pair of Versace's. Do I really need this additional pair or am I buying them to satisfy an impulse? I'm kind of amused and shocked when I hear of certain celebrities that are proudly stating that they have, you know, a thousand pairs of shoes. I mean, that is a luxury. Most of us cannot and will never afford, and it is a behavior that we don't want to imitate. Think of Imelda Marcos. Her country was starving, but she had, I don't know how many thousands of shoes. I think she had a full house to uh, accommodate her shoes. So the second question is, why are you buying the item? Was it the motivation behind the purchase? Was it an impulse? Are you making the purchase to please someone in your life or to gain someone's love or approval? It is important that you are not making the purchase just to gain a validation from a peer group or a person. Think about that one. And what are you feeling? Tap in to your inner self. Are you buying this item to distract yourself from a negative feeling? Some of us shop to feel better after a difficult day. Others shop to gain a sense of self-worth. In either case, you're utilizing shopping as a distraction to avoid sitting with the uncomfortable feeling. There is a saying that one should not go to the grocery store when you're hungry or without a list. Have you ever done that? Oh my gosh, I make that mistake all the time. Every time I'm hungry, I go to the grocery store and I buy things that I don't need or maybe I'm not going to use. Or I buy that bag of potato chips. Yes, I do love potato chips. And I'll open it in the store and I might consume half a bag before I get to the checkout. So a suggestion to avoid shopping online or in a store when you're feeling any negative emotions is just not to do it. If you're feeling down, if you're feeling depressed, angry, or have anything negative going on, just take a breath and wait before making a purchase. It's important not to make a purchase just to pacify that negative emotion you might be having. I know, I mean, you probably bought an ice cream cone when you're not feeling so good. That does taste pretty good. But, you know, an ice cream cone doesn't set you back so so much. But, um, you know, if you're going to buy something bigger or you're going to buy two gallons of ice cream, now you might be heading for trouble. Is this your decision? Ask, that's another question. A known tactic in selling is the creation of scarcity. The seller will suggest or come out and tell you that this is an item that's almost sold out. They create a sense of urgency in order to make you feel like you have to buy the item now. So just walk away. I'm sure you've had that happen. Today only, you know, final sale. If you don't do this today, you'll never get it again. Don't allow yourself to be rushed or manipulated into buying something that you do not need. If there is a sale on something, you know, you're buying that new mattress and you really need that new mattress and they say today only tell them that you want to think about it but if you do decide to buy you'd like to come back and buy it from them at the price that they offered you truly want and need the item that you can return on another day you know so you can always come back and the final thing to ask yourself is can you afford it? This is the easiest question to ask, but it's the most difficult to answer. Can you afford the purchase? If the answer is no, do not buy it. If this is not something that you can pay off on your credit card at the end of the month, do not buy it now. 
Is this item really worth getting you into debt? If you feel shame at not being able to buy the item, ask yourself from where that shame is coming. Where's that feeling coming from? We live in a world of excess, especially here in America, where many of us watch celebrities on TV or social media flaunting their wealth as if having, you know, a hundred pairs of shoes or a hundred thousand dollar car is the norm. I mean, we're not all going to drive Teslas, right? We're not going to all have Gucci. We don't have to have Gucci, have a knockoff. We can soon begin to believe that this is the life that we should be living, but unfortunately we can't afford it, afford that. And I know too many people that got themselves into major credit card debt, especially young people and millennials who just kept thinking that, hey, I can afford this one more item until the interest on their credit cards was so over-consuming that, you know, the debtors are knocking on the door. So don't allow your self-worth to be shaped by the false world you see on social media, on the internet, on TV, or in magazines. Think about when is enough enough? And you can have as much as you want and as much as you desire as long as you can afford it and you feel good about it and then make sure that you're giving to charity and to nonprofit so that you're not just a consumer who's a taker but be a giver well that is our great show for today thank you so much for coming to star style be the star you are and being with me live here on the voice america network my family Every week from 4 to 5 p.m., you have been listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I do believe you can change your life and you can make your dreams come true. Maybe not all of them and maybe not all the time, but most of them and most of the time. And that's what we strive for. For more information about Star Style Productions or Cynthia Bryan, visit CynthiaBryan.com. To make that donation to charity or get involved, go to BTSYA. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. And yes, my new books are coming out soon. They have been delayed, but they're coming out soon. So read a book this week and visit CynthiaBryan.com and you can see what books are available. And until next week when we celebrate again, remember that love always wins. Kindness always prevails and smiles will keep us happy. I am Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to dream, create, inspire, and make a difference this week. And most of all, be the star you are. Thanks for joining me. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.